Welcome to another episode of Life on a Mission podcast. Before we get started here, I wanted to encourage all our listeners to subscribe to our podcast. That way you never miss a new episode. Also, rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and feel free to give us some feedback. We definitely appreciate all three of those things. I just wanted to start out the show by letting everybody know. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LomePod. With all that being said, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. Podcast. Shopping up my bro. Enjoying our Juneteenth. You know, enjoying our Juneteenth and hoping you're doing the same and acknowledge the history as to why you have the day off, got the day off. You know, you know do a little bit of observance of it. But Alphonse and I, this episode we're doing right now, in the spirit of Juneteenth, is you know to set some people free mentally you know set some people free mentally bro we was chopping up about some very 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 topical conversation pieces and i think we need to dissect each of these avenues it's so much that we got to go through today it was going to be jam-packed like you were saying before bro it's gonna be jam-packed what we got for him bro yo yo welcome to another episode man life on a mission podcast i mean like steph said man Enjoying the holiday over here. Um, and, we, you know, we're just having fun, man. We're just talking about, you know, things that we usually typically talk about. But it's a very jam-packed episode we're about to go in on. And um, I think the very first thing you want to talk about is, you know, outside is open, bro. Um, outside is open. You know, I, I went on a trip earlier, you know, Texas. It's open down there. You know, things are kind of lively and booming now. Other states are going getting back to the you know, the stage where they can start opening up. I know people that I've worked with before, you know, in previous places and previous companies that, you know, they're, they're starting to go back to the office. So, you know, at least on, on, on this side of the United States, things are, you know, kind of opening back up. And um, with that, you know, it just had me thinking, because I've had conversations with a bunch of other people as well, but it had me thinking like, you know, with things kind of going back to normality, you know, in, in, um, in a very you know strategic manner, people need to also do some strategic analysis to kind of figure out how you know to get back to life life where you know they're gonna have to be handling payments that might have been forgiven, postponed, or you know put on pause for a second during this time of the of the COVID pandemic. So you know I was just thinking a bit from a strategic analysis point and being like you know what it's a really important critical time right now, you know, for some folks, because, you know, like at the end of this month, June, you know, especially for people who, you know, were paying rent, 
you know that that that's most of that stuff is going to end. So I, I, you know after this month, you, you people are going to start start having to pay their rent, their landlords, um, especially if they if they were put on any financial forgiveness or any postponement of those rent payments over the last year or so. So um, things like that, as well as also student loan forgiveness. I mean that's going to be ending. That's going to be ending around September this year as well. So you know those the interest rates are going to pick back up on that as well. So if you weren't, you know, taking advantage of the time to kind of knock that out right now when there's no interest rate, uh, you only got like a few more months left and, and then the interest rate is going to pick back up. So, you know, that was another thing, um, you know, stimulus check money that's been handed out, small business money that's been handled that handed out to, you know, to help small businesses survive because those are, they say those are the ones that were the most hit during the pandemic. And, you know, things like that, like also people during the pandemic were also getting like favor favorable rates when it came to game loans. So I know like at least me personally, I was able to get some very favorable favorable rates for interest for loans yes, on, on any money that I took out. And, and we yes, talking like we talking we talking like less than three yeah. percent. So <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of, you know, obviously, you know. You know, we, we're always going to be thinking about, you know, the effects that this pandemic had on the world as far as the amount of people who lost their lives, people who got sick, um, you know, and we, we're never going to overlook any of that. But at the same time, you know, there was also opportunities for people to kind of get, you know, take advantage of the assistance that was being provided. And now that things are going back to normal and that assistance is no longer going to be provided in at mass, like the way it has been for the past, you know, over a year or so, um, you know, we want to help people today with this episode to kind of start thinking about what kind of strategic analysis you need to do so that you can get ready to start picking up those payments as they come back. Because life is going, you know, life doesn't necessarily stop. It's going to always continue to move forward. Um, so that's that's what we were kind of chopping on uh, right now. But um, is there anything you want to add on to that, bro? Excellent synopsis, bro. I mean, let's dive in, man. Mm -hmm. That biggest thing, that moratorium on rent. Yeah. June 30th, 2021. Mm -hmm. That's the end of that extension. Yep. As of now, there's no planned extensions past this. You know, you have to realize this forbearance. And this is not just, you know, people that are renting, but also people who own. So FHA back loans, for instance, <clears throat> mortgages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, think about this. A lot of people really have been in some, you know, like fantasy in their minds where the forbearance really means I don't have to pay the money. And it, it, it's, it's getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back into never, never land. But the thing is, is you're accruing debt with forbearance. Right. Every you're accruing debt with forbearance. Mm -hmm. If you are at a point now where you owe a significant amount, strategic analysis, well, first, we're going to be honest, should have been at play a bit early in the process. You should have been planning your exit the moment that you could not afford to be where you were. I'm being honest with you. Um, it, it, it sounds harsh. But life is tough. Life is hard. 
And the biggest thing about it is uh, life costs. Life costs. Yeah. And you have these associated costs to your life. You get what you pay for. You get what you signed for, rather. Uh, and, and the thing is, you signed up for that. You signed up for that rent. You signed up for that mortgage, whatever the case may be. And if you determine at any point that your income stream or you know, other means of finance, whatever that is, was going to be stopped. And that was a big contingency for you to be able to maintain your payments to the institutions that own the property that you're residing in. Then you really, again, have to be on some some game time. Let me get this thing spiffied up. And ready to, you know, for someone else to rent or spiff it up and ready for someone else to, you know, quote unquote, own through the home, you know, for the home loan. We need to get this off of me, though, is how you need to be thinking uh, and, and how you should have been thinking. Again, we're not being um, in the past, though. We're just going to think about future, future planning, though, and, and future planning for your strategic analysis efforts is going to have to include looking at what you can feasibly afford to be in. Yeah. What can you feasibly afford to get inside of? You have to have shelter, you're a human being. What can you feasibly afford to be in? And this is when, again, we talk about not burning those bridges. So, I mean, you can always have somewhere to live at. I mean, we, we, we stress the having principles about really getting money. For this exact reason, because I mean, for whatever reason, should your money slow up? If you have principles, you're your side. You're going to be straight. I'm, I'm just being real. With you. I, I can't really say I've met too many principal people who've kept solid relationships in life, done what they are supposed to do. Again, strategic analysis at a point where we're just talking about you don't have money. So let's not talk about you know what you're going to do now with the money that you don't have. Let's talk about what you need to present to the world to get into the opportunities that you need to be in, which may very well just be shelter. We're being very real with you. You know, this forbearance thing is not a joke. People want to be on the street. You know, right. people want to be on the street if they keep procrastinating, procrastinating, you know, putting it into the back of their mind. It's not going to happen to me. Biden's going to get me out of this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to find yeah. yourself on the street. Yeah, man. We don't really want people to fall on hard times here. So, you know, those are some of the really critical things you need to start thinking about, you know, if you find yourself in that situation uh, or even just as a preventative measure. You know, if you've been doing the work over the last couple of months so that when things do open back up, you don't really feel the effects of um, being back open again. I think like over the pandemic, you know, everybody was locked up in the house, you know, we're not really moving around too much, but, you know, I, I, I know, you know, certain individuals, I'm not going to speak on their names and stuff, but, you know, I know people that they've been at home because, you know, there wasn't really much to do. They were still spending money at home, just online for real, ordering stuff, you know, to the house, to the crib. So, you know, and then now with outside being back opened, you know, people haven't been outside for a long time. So obviously now when they're going outside, they're even spending more. So, you know, if, you know, you need to be able to manage that appropriately. So, you know, typically, you know, at least for personally, you know, when I was in lockdown, I wasn't really trying to spend too much anyway, because, you know, I'm not really going anywhere. 
<laughs> that was my th- that was my thought process at least. Like I wasn't really going anywhere. So right, I'm, not, rest, I'm, rest, I'm rest. not trying to I'm not trying to spend anyway because I'm not really going anywhere. But then two, when I you know when things are going back to normal and you know we have, we're getting out of quarantine because I took time to kind of evaluate the ways in which I was spending my money over the over the the years over the quarantine period, even coming out of it. You know I feel a lot more financially responsible so now even if I do go you know and try and enjoy myself or whatever you know I can do it comfortably so that's just a you know one of those things that I personally did to kind of improve um in that area but that's not that's not the only thing I'm I'm trying to think of also another example so like oh definitely definitely um you know I know people (laughs) definitely during this time have also taken advantage of the system so like back to what you were saying with the housing assistance and unemployment benefits and stuff. I mean, there's people that, you know, with with those with that money coming in, they haven't really been maybe as motivated to kind of go ahead and start looking for a job again because they, you know, kind of running on unemployment checks coming in. Or I mean, let's say, for example, their unemployment checks was probably the same as what they was what they was making when they had a job. So some people might just you know, kind of get in the mode where it's like, you know, I was working, I was making the same thing as what they're giving me right now. So what's the point, you know, of, of like going back or like looking for, you know, a way to kind of get an, get back on, on the job route and stuff. But, you know, it's important to remember that that stuff is not always going to be provided, especially with, you know, the amount of people that are out here on unemployment. You know they have to continue to supply that money, but they can only do it for so long. So you want to make sure that you're not in that kind of position. You know, when you're not falling on hard hard times there. Same thing with the housing. I mean, because people knew that their landlords couldn't kick them out. I mean, you know, they some of them. I know some some of them must be just be like, you know, my land my landlord can't kick me out. You know, my lease is ending soon. I might just leave. and they couldn't do anything you know what i'm saying so it's like it's gonna be a lot of kind of headaches on both sides of the i feel fake finessing is gonna go down yeah a lot of fake because again people bro let's get into it people think i'm gonna walk away from this home i'm gonna walk away from this rent i'm gonna so be it my loan be it my rent i don't have it i don't got it so if it's, if I if I'm in a mortgage situation, go ahead and bankrupt me. Put me in bankruptcy, and then I'll you know do the whole COVID thing, and I'll figure out my way later. Right. Or people with the rent, hey, whatever. Go ahead and uh, put it on my credit. You know, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I owe you this money. It's all good. It's not all good in either of these scenarios, people. Yeah. You don't want to have that kind of short-term mentality. Like, yeah. You're fortunate enough to have a stopgap. Again, when we're talking about strategic analysis, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of what Fonz is bringing up, a lot of what I'm bringing up is stuff that, I mean, the strategy is, you know, months, years in the making, you know, way, way, way back, you know, putting ourselves in the positions way back. And the thing is, you're in position now over this pandemic. I mean, full stop, pandemic. You're in position over this pandemic for the past year and some change now to really, again, focus up in the crib, learn some skills, learn a trade that can pay you some real dividends 
out here. You could, I mean, again, if you didn't want to get into the computer thing and technology thing that we talk about, like, God, no, I'm a hands-on person. You could have still found your way into a trade school or something similar. I mean, it's not like all the trade schools just shut down pandemic. No, I mean, it was just getting done online and a lot of stuff like, and then labs happening, you know, things that had to happen on site happening on site underneath for the, you know, the mass mandates, et cetera, for appropriate class sizes. A lot of people picked up a lot of skills during this pandemic. A lot of people like myself, like Fonz, actually saved more money than they've ever saved during this pandemic. Why? Because, again, we're not going out. Like, you know, that, that, that's a big thing. You know, gas, you know, transport, eating out, all that other stuff that you're doing, like, is a regular part of, you know, the the social light lifestyle, et cetera. Ah, that was dead for me for a year and some change now. Right. Bro, money yeah. saved up. Money yeah. saved up. And yeah. actually, that's a common theme. Now you're competing against people. That's where the common theme is, actually, where now you have more money in savings accounts coming mm-hmm. into the market than ever before. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking about. You're competing with people who put into place strategic analysis. A lot of people have work as knowledge workers that has now entitled them to you know, a much more flexible work style, much more uh, lenient work terms. <coughs> Things that are more favorable to them, and they're loving it. And basically, you got stuff like the mass exit of my people out in Manhattan and Bron- in the Bronx and Brooklyn, all flooding Florida, just flooding Florida. You know what I'm saying? With Manhattan dollars, you know what I'm saying? Manhattan savings accounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New York money. Flooding the southeast. You know, and again, if you were in the southeast and put yourself in position, strategic analysis years ago, I mean, then you're seeing some nice benefits from all that flood of money coming into your region. Conversely, if you did not put yourself in a strategic position, then you are being edged out of your location by all this New York money. You have to think of your life in these terms. Like, what we getting at in those podcasts, you know, our biggest, you know, our biggest benefit, I think, is going to be to the children. It's going to be to the young adults, you know, people coming up in colleges, et cetera, who really just need to understand you had a pivotal point in your young years where you can really put yourself in position or you can put yourself. <laughs> You know, in a situation where you're, you know, trying to box with God, I'm going to be honest with you. And your arms are too short for that. Your life is too short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. 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 You got so much life to live, right, bro? Mm. Yeah. Life. I mean, we only got one life. So you want to make sure you're doing, doing your best, um, you know, to live it the right way, at least in my opinion. So, but yeah, man, I mean, with things opening back up, you know, those are some of the things to just kind of be aware of and, you know, um, you know, we, we, we hopeful, you know, that everybody kind of took this time, you know, to work on, you know, individual things, you know, whether they you spend time with, you know, people that they never got time to spend with as much, like as far as family and whatnot. I mean, probably, you know, even took a took a seat back and actually just, you know, reflect on different areas in their life, you know, spiritually, you know, physically, what kind of health, you know, condition are they in? And, you know, did they want to improve on that, you know, financially? 
uh, mentally, you know, getting them on themselves on the right track, you know. Um, yeah, we really, you know, hope that everybody, you know, was able to kind of reflect throughout this time and, um, you know, take take advantage of some of the things that we, we, we kind of just discussed. And, you know, as things are running back to normal, uh, you know, of course, we all want to get back to normal and we're really excited for that. Um, but know what normal brings as far as uh, what life is going to look like compared to a life where we're locked down. Um, so, yeah, I think that that, that that's a, a super important thing we had to kind of address, you know, as the, as the world is shifting back to normality. Um, I think another thing that we really wanted to touch on today was OTC, OTC stocks. So that's over-the-counter stocks. Um, hey, Steph, do you want to kind of break down that? the people real quick sure man you know we actually just chatted out about this recently Fonz educated me on this and so that's why he threw it to me he got he got quiz me <laughs> quiz me and effectively you know otc this is over-the-counter stock you know this is effectively stock that's not on the nysc you know you on your pro on your popular stock exchanges I mean, it kind of falls effectively in like the category of what you would call a penny stock. But with that said, there's a lot of opportunity in trading in, you know, OTC. I mean, if you are working with a securities broker that allows you to trade with OTC, and um, there are several, and we'll go ahead and put those in the description um, if you don't work with one already. And, and I say that because I'm looking to work with one. You know, Fonz put me up on game, and the thing is, it's much much like owning an altcoin for anyone who was in the cryptocurrency space who's now uh you know maybe looking into diversification which we would highly encourage and that's why i'm looking into doing it i mean my man put me up on the game and i'm like oh yeah i mean we trapped it up about one that makes sense we're not going to shill it right now so we might talk about it one day um but not now but we, i'm down for the cause and i will tell you this we've given you industries we've given you business verticals that we see are going to make cash money you know for a long time you know based off of that my man put me up on some of these otcs you know you have smaller companies who are um, selling otc that can potentially make you again you know nice returns much similar to an altcoin you know, would make you nice returns again. Your altcoin is um, got a market share because of what? Primarily what? The primary coin. All no roads leads to Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin being effectively, when we talk about cryptocurrency, we're talking about effectively Bitcoin most times. And then altcoins have now gotten such a market share that, you know, that they're a huge part of the discussion as well. But it's all kind of, all roads lead to BTC as far as the, the dominant player here, right? Now, much similar to that, this is how you look at the OTC thing. You have your dominant players who are listed in YSC all day. You know, your FANG stock, that kind of stuff. You have these companies that are, you know, blue chip. Don't stop getting blue chip. But that doesn't mean you don't look at some of the competitors that blue chip would potentially acquire in some time, meaning that the value in which you put uh your money into that uh that particular underdog uh could quintuple you know right you make a bunch of money 
Right. Especially if you're looking at especially if you're looking at like AI, robotics, you know, those kind of industries. Industries right. that I told you about when you look into like the, the future, if you look in like uh, over a 10 year period, or like 10 years, because that's you know a decade. Um, right. you know, you can split that two five year periods. I mean, think about what's coming as far as technology and, and advancement in that area. Artificial intelligence and robotics is some um, huge. Um, so don't be sleeping on them over the next decade. Don't be surprised if robotics are implemented in certain uh, industries to kind of take over the, uh, I guess, you know, uh, jobs and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> they might be certain jobs that might disappear over the next decade based on the fact that there's robots to do them. And that's not like to knock, you know, anybody or anything like that, but it's just the way the, the way in which the world is evolving and the way the economy is, stipu- is stimulated is through technology um, advancement, advancements. As, as we become more convenient, as we use technology to our advantage, we're able to develop more things. We're able to expand, do more research, do more R&D, you know, do more things within the cloud infrastructure, do more things within science, biology, all this stuff. Uh, you know, and, and all that kind of helps the world and stimulates the economy. So, um, yeah, robotics and artificial intelligence, something huge uh, that's going to be coming over the next decade. So definitely be aware of that. Definitely be doing your due diligence and research and trying to find companies out there that are doing some of these things. One of the companies that I like a lot, and I'm not saying anybody should, you know, invest in this or this is investment advice, but Boston Dynamics, um, they got some cool technology that they're kind of utilizing there with the robots. So Take a look at it, um, see what you think. Um, but obviously, it's not you know investment advice and stuff. But if you take a look at it and you see if it makes any semblance, start looking for you know companies within that industry. Um, but yeah, Steph, to your point, I mean, it's just like a penny. I mean, it's a penny stock. You can call it that. OTC stock is pretty much the same thing. You can call it you know equivalent basically to an altcoin. You you're getting these at a price point where it's probably less than five bucks. So the number one thing you're going to have to do is, you know, if you do choose to exercise this option and get involved, you want to be able to have a, a long-term game plan, a long, long-term long view of kind of holding this and seeing what materializes with it. Of course, don't over leverage yourself, you know, purchase as much as, you know, you think it would be comfortable for you because obviously it's always a risk when you're investing money. So you always want to do some risk management there, but put 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 what's comfortable for you, and see what happens over you know a longer period of time. Um, and all it takes is you know a little marginal gain, um, especially if you got into it early. Just like we say, if you got into crypto early with the Bitcoin, Ethereum, if you got into stocks early, or you know you hear our brothers on EYL talk about it. There's there's always you know things as far as investments when you get into them early or early enough you can see the benefits you know and and if you got into them early enough you're not going in with such a at a, at a huge um, price point as well so you're able to accumulate more units or more shares um, but that's all that I had to kind of say on that you had anything else you wanted to kind of add I think you broke it up real good. I mean you, you expanded on it really well 
Man, to to expound on what you just said, though, brother, we talk about safe long-term investments, man. Like safe long-term investments, not just into the market, but again, even into yourself and really primarily yourself, primarily yourself. Again, we are not trying to slight people like Fonz was saying about, you know, getting into the robotics thing like, oh, yeah, you know, um, you know, some of your jobs are going to get automated. This is just a reality. It's not a slight. It's just a reality. Mm-hmm. It's a reality that we've witnessed, you know, since, you know, the, the dawn of the machine age. I mean, this is, this is not, you know, the industrial age. You know, once that started, I mean, come on. Machination, automation. This is a realization that a lot of you need to just kind of just come to grips with, you know, become acclimated with. And then more importantly, when the mindset people, we were just trying to conquer that. Well, how do we conquer that? You know, you 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 tame the savage beast, as they say. You tame the savage beast. Like if everything is going into the realm of artificial intelligence, then I have made it my job to do what? Learn more about artificial intelligence, baby. Like you know, you gotta right. learn more. Like <laughs> this, this is it. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, it's not about you know what I want to do. Do I want to learn more about AI? No, I personally find it kind of creepy. If I'm gonna be honest with you, I find AI a little bit creepy. You know. Does that matter? No. <laughs> but the, does my feelings impact the reality that is an artificial world that we live in? <laughs> and in a highly intelligent artificial world <laughs> that we live in. Come on. Right. We use right. digital money. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's backed by nothing. <laughs> when, you think of, when you think of like cryptocurrency, I mean... You know, just I'm just reading. I mean, I'm not reading. I, well, I was reading into some things, but I'm just talking about when it comes to currency, right? With uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all these other currencies out yeah. there, digital on, assets. Yeah. One way, one way in which nation states, you know, the European um, region or the you know the European um, countries can kind of regulate that is kind of creating a digital version of what what currency we have today so think about it like this they just created a digital dollar right or they created a digital euro um you know or you know a digital is a chinese yen i think that's what they call them yens in china so um you know just creating a, a a digital version of what we're we're using right so essentially um they will be, you know, very, they won't be printed out money essentially as much because everything can be transacted and done digitally. Um, so, you know, I won't be surprised if at some point in the future, maybe, I don't know if it's going to happen in our lifetime, probably, probably, but I can't speculate that far. But do you ever see them getting to a point where we have like a digital dollar, bro? I mean, we effectively have a digital dollar now. That's why I interjected with fiat, bro. Even fiat, man. At this point yeah, now, bro, yeah, that must be real. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. we we at a point even right now. USD that, tether. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like we have we have the crypto, but even when we talk about the real fiat that we deal with on a day to day, the majority of that money does not exist in any physical means that we deal with on a day to day. When we're talking about our loans that we take out, when we talk about our big mortgages, when we talk about personal loans, when we talk about auto loans, 
legitimately most of this is not even physically in existence it is completely digital money at this point man we, we're in a digital game people digital yeah, game. and we got automated systems determining whether or not you get to play in the digital game even you know you got, and you got to play the game that you're in based off of that my friend i mean it's, it's, it's rough out here for people that don't want to get down with the program you know you know, they say, you know, get down with the system. Remember that song that came out, man? Get <laughs> yeah, down with yeah. the system. You got to. You got you to get down with the system. I mean, end of the day, learn the system. And then you can be on some, or am I going to be on some Neo type stuff? But Neo first had to learn the program before he could have the program. No, you got to realize that. You got to realize that. You're not, you're not just going to get into the game the way you want to get into the game, completely disrupt it and find your life not full of disruption and disrupting factors that you don't control are typically going to lead you down a path of further disruption that you don't control that will probably not be as fortuitous as what we saw you know like we saw during this pandemic was a lot of fortuitous disruption for certain people but that fortuitous disruption is going to be followed by precipitous negative disruption. I'm going to be real with you, bro. We're going to see all kinds of people getting evicted. And it's, I'm not trying to be rude when I say this. I'm just being factual. There are going to be people, again, who thought it is sweet. Who thought when the savings were coming in from, again, you're getting unemployment money. Certain people were getting more money in unemployment than it was worth for them to even go back to their job. Remember that? That was like a common thing. Like, yeah, man. I yeah, mean, be making more yeah. money in unemployment than they were yeah. making on their jobs. And so they weren't going to work. They were refusing to go back to work. Okay, if you were in that situation, what are you doing with the money? Were you living above the means that you were living at when you had to go to work? Or were you living below those means? Were you investing into yourself and your skill set so you can learn different things to basically be in a class of people who don't qualify for any of these assistance programs? Yeah, let's just be real. Let's just be real. Yeah, it's going to put yourself in that position listening to our podcast. That's what we talk about on Life on a Mission. Yeah. And also, I just want to say, I mean, shout out to the young, shout out to young people, man. I mean, this past week, a couple, I had a couple people hit me up and like, you know, I've been mentoring them and I have mentees and and so forth. But, um, you know, over the last like year or so, I mean, I know I know people who I've consulted with uh, or have, have reached out to me about kind of getting the tech it doesn't have to be like security or anything like that but like how do i how do i start positioning myself to kind of get into the technology field because there's a myth out there and i feel like it's something that kind of just scares people away you know getting into tech is not too difficult you're gonna have to put in some you know work you're gonna have to put in some sweat equity um, just like anything else, man, if you're getting into to being a doctor, I mean, talk about sweat equity. They put in a lot of time. Right. They're not just, just, just going to let you get out of college and then, yeah, we're going to put you in the hospital, start, start doing right. surgeries and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to put in that sweat equity. And it's the same thing with tech. Um, you know, so you can do it. You, you, the thing about tech that's beautiful is you don't have to be as you don't have to be as technical as some people think because i talk to a lot of people i can tell them what i do and 
it's just going to confuse them. So that's why I kind of avoid talking about what I do, but, <laughs> but that's another story. But um, essentially, like, I don't feel like it's nothing that if you motivated enough that you can't pick up, especially when there's a plethora of opportunities or job opportunities out there that are not requiring a high subject matter level um, expertise as far as as far as being a technologist as far as understanding technology you can go and be a pm program manager program program managers you know you just essentially moving the program or the the, the project forward uh, making sure that work is delegated making sure that meetings are set up to kind of go through those working sessions for troubleshooting so that the project is finished in a timely fashion now it does help if you have some technical you know, ability, or because when you're sitting in these meetings to kind of talk through things with different, uh, you know, system admins or developers or database people, you have that knowledge where when people are talking, I guess I like to say when they're speaking their language, their technical language or whatever, you have a, a an understanding of what they're saying so that you can kind of learn because one, when you're in that environment, you're going to learn. And then two, you can also translate that back to what you're doing and kind of, you know, help move the project forward uh, in a fashion that's going to produce the best outcome. So it does help if you have some technical knowledge, like, I don't, but you don't have to be the expert. You can defer to people. You can ask people to, who are more, you know, involved or knowledgeable on certain things to kind of, you know, give you a, uh, you know, give you some feedback or kind of give you a, you know, set aside time to kind of educate you on certain things. But so it does help. And also, I mean, you don't have to also necessarily do anything that's too technical, like from, you know, a delivery a, standpoint. Yeah, a delivery standpoint. Like if you wanted to even be a developer, I mean, if you want to be a developer, yes, you can be technical. But if you just want to work with one specific technology and get really good at it, there's a bunch of them out here. And all of these are very, very uh, easy to learn. And they're out here. You know, if you just bought a, a cloud guru or you bought a Pluralsight, you can go in there and take a Salesforce course. You can go in there and take a ServiceNow. Um, what are the platforms that are, uh, that are kind of really hot Maybe right the best now? ones. Like, let's let's keep them on Pluralsight because that's like what I personally mm -hmm. use. I personally yeah. use Pluralsight people like and mm -hmm. my father personally used a cloud guru and mm -hmm. he got a bunch of Nutanix certifications and it's mm -hmm. a niche that is, is very effective for him. Like I, I'm in a niche that's very effective for me. Yeah. Is in a niche that's very effective for him. And again, it's all tied to computers, which everyone uses every day now, like full stop. Everyone uses a computer every day. Everyone uses a computer every day. And so because of that, you know, it's it's funny, bro. Like a lot of people, they act like the money is the motive. But, you know, this is kind of how you can tell who's phony, who's fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm really about my paper. You know what I'm saying? I know you really about your paper. That's why we ride together. You know what I'm saying? You know, And you know how I can tell you really about your paper? <laughs> you're going <laughs> to study this shit, man. Like you, you're going to study it. You're going to master it. You're going to deliver it because it matters. We told y'all earlier. On the, on the first two episodes or three episodes that we did, you know, the importance of our work. That's why it pays, but it pays. And a lot of people during the pandemic were just collecting unemployment and not really trying to transition into something like a, a thriving industry. 
You know what I'm saying? And back in the days of the gold mine, you know, and the gold rush, mm-hmm. you know, was it a lot of people that was dirt farmers that just said, you know what? Nah, you know, not only is the government now just giving me a bunch of land and money. First, that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. But let's say that did happen. If the government gave them a bunch of land and money or a bunch of just forbearance, like here, here goes some money, get some tools, do whatever you got to do. These people would go out and prospect. They would go out and get into the businesses that were thriving at the time. They would not say, I want to keep dirt farming. Um, and I'm just going, you know, dirt farm, so my dirt farm can't dirt farm no more. They wouldn't do that. There was a certain mentality, you know, when this land of ours, you know, I'm talking about America now. I'm talking about America now. When this land of ours was being formed, you know, as far as the systems that make it thrive. People out here trying to get it. And the thing is, that's every empire that's ever existed, ever. Everywhere. You're going to have the people that's out here trying to get it. And then you're going to have the vast majority kind of just going along with the flow or trying to do their own thing. You're going to have the people that understand the systems that will take them to the heights of power. And I mean, bro, we, we understand that there's people that get way more money than Fonz and I, people that get way more social power than Fonz and I. They do way more things for that than Fonz and I and have done way more things for that and potentially were born into way more things for that. It's a lot that goes into this game. So realizing that all these different advantages that you have to try to tweak in your favor, you got to really try to go out there and get it. I mean, if you were getting this unemployment money, you were listening to our podcast. You were twiddling your thumbs trying to get an employment and um, I don't know whatever. I'm not going to insult nobody's field. I don't want the I don't want the people coming at me. I'm not going to insult. But you were trying to get a job in any of these fields is not paying any money. Full stop. You know what those jobs are. You yeah. know what it is. Come on. You could have came over to the side, spent your time doing reading comprehension. That's effectively what it is. Reading comprehension, just understanding what's on that computer screen that you spend your days in front of anyway. You spend your time in front of that phone. You spend your time in front of these computers anyway. That's yeah. That's what you do You're in front of the monitors. That's what you do worldwide now. So if yeah. you're doing that, you could be learning just about the things that drive people's businesses forward or drive people's health outcomes forward or drive people's security outcomes forward, all kinds of different things. You can learn about just a subset of those applications or skills or whatever. We already told you six figures, right? <laughs> like, told you, so that's I mean, bad expertise. Six figures, right? uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, some people, they just might, might not be, you know, to kind of intellectually challenge yourself is difficult. <laughs> I mean, it's not an easy task. And I, th- I feel like sometimes it, it, it can be, you know, it's a little bit easier for you to kind of go out there and work like the jobs like that you kind of said, than to actually sit down, get in the books and intellectually challenge yourself to kind of learn something, you know, but I, I, what else, what I will say is that when you do kind of get to that point where, you know, you decide to kind of get there and intellectually challenge yourself, the benefits of doing that are like unreal. (laughs) If you, if you 
actually set aside time to say, all right, I'm, I'm about to just, you know, I'm tired of the manual labor, you know, the driving, the Uber, delivering pizza, whatever it is. And you want to kind of get to a different place. And you say, I want to sit down and, you know, learn about SQL and start learning how to query databases and stuff like that, which is a, a very well-paid niche. If you, would learn, if you take time to just learn that and become an administrator or a, a SQL expert, SQL uh, database language expert, and you just query information, um, you can really land yourself in good positions, man. So just, um, yeah, just, um, yeah, I'm just, um, information i think that's just the main thing that intellectual challenge i mean don't be scared of it and it is hard i mean i'm I'm not talking i'm not over here trying to you know lie to nobody or kind of front or anything it it is difficult but if you can mentally kind of just challenge yourself and get over it stay motivated find mentors things like that you'll be able to um yeah you'll be able to to do well for yourself i think yeah i mean fawns and i we're, we're highly intelligent dudes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I recognize he's a highly intelligent guy. He, he recognizes I'm a highly intelligent guy. Most of y'all recognize we highly intelligent guys. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's that's a given. What's also a given is that there are people in this field not highly intelligent people. That that's the majority of people in the field, actually. But that's a, a observation I've made over a decade. I can talk stuff like that. Yeah, don't say I'm being condescending or offending anybody. No, I've actually witnessed this with my eyes over over a decade plus of experience. I can talk this shit. This is facts. Most people are not actually highly intelligent people in the IT industry. They are savants in specific technologies. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. The ones that make the big money, the ones that make the big bucks. They're yeah. savants in either specific technologies or specific disciplines like that people management thing. I know product managers and project managers couldn't project manage or product manage themselves out of paper bag. What <laughs> you have is people management ability. They know how to yeah. get in with the right people, get in where they fit in, get in the right people's ears. They can speak the power and present to power. And based off of that, they can acquire power. Okay. You're in a field. This is the wild, wild west. It really is. Yeah. Trillions just floating around, like speculation through the roof. Okay. And with the kind of speculation that we have, it'd be one thing if the results weren't being, you know, realized, but people seeing these results too, like the technologies are rolling out and they're rolling out effectively, people. You learn just one of them, like Fonz was saying. Just the, the one of the twelve that came out yesterday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. learn one of the twelve that came out, or the, I'm sorry, one of the twelve million. Man, who knows how many applications came out just yesterday? Okay, let's take take it to the just take it to the fundamentals. Sniff where the money's at. Oh, there's big vendors. What applications do they have? What do I use on my day to day right now? Maybe that maybe a lot of you again, you don't want to go through the challenge of dealing with something that's completely out of your element, though Fonz and I completely recommend that you do so that you can hop skip a lot of the foolishness like that. The thing is, 
You, you want to be a subject matter expert in something that people want to know about today. That few people know about the fewer the better. Get certified in that if you can get certified, find a certification track, look it up. I mean, we be giving you certification pathways, you know, going to Microsoft for certifications, going to Amazon for certifications, going to the different vendors for certifications, Google, et cetera. We give you these avenues for a reason, because if you get certified up, you're going to learn things in the pathway to that certification. It's going to teach you a, a little bit of something that the business wants to know about. Because I've been in interviews where literally things that I've studied for in the certification path, like when I was on SharePoint heavy. Yeah, yeah. based yeah. off me studying that in the certification, oh, I knew that answer. Oh, smashed it because I had to study my ass off one, okay? That's what we're telling you the big part is. So just study, read. You are in the information age. The more that you know, the more that you can be Google for somebody, basically. Let's break it down. The more you can be Google for somebody about things that really matter, or things that really matter to someone that can pay you some money. Hey, just, just think about the possibilities that you have in your life on a mission. And then move accordingly. Yeah, man. I mean, just to list a couple. ServiceNow, Salesforce, um, Jira, SQL, which is database, data analytics. Um, quality assurance testing, which is more development, but you're not really developing anything. You're just checking to make sure that the development work has been done in a fashion that when you test it out, it can get out to the customer or or out into the production environment and not have any bugs or any issues. So you're just you're just testing the software to make sure that it's been coded appropriately. Um, and there's another one actually, if you're good with like data analysis or uh, you know, you're good with um, yeah, with, with big data analysis, there's a platform. It's called uh, Elasticsearch and Kibana. Uh, there's another one. Also Hold up, bro. Bring it back. Tell, tell them what big data is and, and what kind of mindset would be a fit for big data analysis. Uh, big data. Big data is pretty much, um, it's pretty much large volumes of data from different technologies, different subset areas that you know they kind of pile into one system and they can be structured or unstructured but essentially what you're trying to do is make it readable and make it understood in a way that you have all these data flowing from different areas and it gets into one you know system and people can go in there and read and analyze the data and correlate correlate means find pattern find patterns in the data uh, and then also make it just human humanly readable because it's all mas machine language so you want to just kind of break it down to its most simplest form so that's what big data is and if you know how to do big data analytics there's tools out there that kind of help you do that one of the biggest ones is is kibana which is elax elastic search log stash and kibana elk elk so if you can learn that that alone um can get you a six-figure position because yeah, Azure Synapse as well. Azure yeah. Synapse, Synapse and also and also another one uh, that I like a lot is Splunk because it essentially does the same thing. It's a uh, you're getting data from different sources and then you're bringing it into one tool and then you're able to 
uh, you know, query the query the the data and find patterns and build dashboards and and, and set up workflows that allow you to uh, cater to your business based on different needs, whether that be in security, a networking need, a um, customer relationship management need, a troubleshooting need, you know, things that people might need as far as management, if they need to see any kind of uh, analytics or, or graphical representation of, of how things are kind of flowing in the business. Um, data analytics is, is huge, especially mm. with, 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 uh, with the way technology is going. Everything has, every, every technology has a log, every technology is audited. So there's the, there'll be records in there where the data needs to be read. And if it needs to be reviewed or it needs to be, you know, presented up to upper management, you being a data analytics person who's working with that tool will be able to provide the answers that people need and they're going to pay you for that. Yeah, people want a single pane of glass for that kind of information. And uh, when I was working uh, for, well, I can't say which department, folks, I'm a secret agent, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like literally, I actually, you know, was doing data analytics and that was my only role. Yeah. Querying data from a bunch of different budgetary sources uh, to return a single report. And I automated that report very easily for myself. And that was that was my 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 job, like a 40 hour job. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I was able to automate for the most part until like five hours of work out the work week, being real with you. You know, data analytics, you having the mind to be able to put these kind of things together, you will get paid for very handsomely, very handsomely, because you have all these different sources on which from which uh, information is coming from. You have different languages, like I was tasked with doing like R data querying, like that's a particular programming language you can use for this. Like obviously there is Power Query, so Excel people, again, if you're someone who's ever used Excel, like just start getting under the hood at application, start understanding what Power Query is. Start understanding some of the formulas, like how you can put together. Yeah, man, Excel, there's a, there's a oh. thing actually with Excel, it's called Excel macros. Dude. Oh, bro, it's, it's know, bigger than that now, man. Like VBA, yeah, man, I did VBA macro. I, I love that shit, man. And the yeah. thing is, it's bigger than that, bro. Now, now it is Power FX. If you know Excel, if you can do Excel VBA macros, or if you can do e even the formula language, if your formula language now translates directly to what's called Power FX. Power FX is Microsoft's solution for what's called the other uh, power platform right the power platform is a collection of solutions you have like virtual agents which is a chat bot solution you have uh you have teams as a part of this uh, for collaboration we actually use teams for collaboration here um but that's not part of power platform on power platform i'm sorry it, it, it can house power platform solutions though but um one of the big part of power platform power bi that's how you can get some of these dashboard analytics that Fonz was talking about from big data. You leverage a language now called PowerFX to put together all kinds of things now to include these Power BI queries, et cetera. You can leverage that. You can yep. use a tool set that you already know now. Just learn Excel VBA, learn Excel macros and things of that nature. You can take that language knowledge directly into a learning path that puts you into learning the power platform and you're actually now with that same excel knowledge able to develop applications now 
through the Power Platform. That's Power Apps. You can develop an application now. Okay, like literally, app developers. I didn't even know that, bro. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> you know, I, I do this. I do this, man. Like I sell this, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I sell I this. Know that. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, me. man. Like I, I do this, man. I, I develop Power Apps. I develop Power BI dashboards. All this stuff from Excel knowledge I've had. You know, the fact that I know how to do Excel VBAs and stuff like that, I was able to translate that knowledge directly over into the Power Platform. And now you have all this stuff, like again, what I was mentioning, Power Virtual Agents, where you're now going to start being able to develop chatbots, okay, putting out chatbots to organizations. And those chatbots, you're going to develop with language, again, this Power Automate. Power Automate is workflow language that you can develop, okay? You people can put all of your institutional knowledge on how your work works, basically, how your day goes at a business, and you can translate that into workflows. You can translate just a little bit of time learning Excel into application development skills. And it's all free knowledge on the internet. Yep. On the internet. Yep. Look up Microsoft Power Platform docs.microsoft.com. Docs learn today. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, learn today. Like I did. And I was getting money. You know what I'm saying? I, and that's what y'all don't understand. It's people out here getting big bread that's learning every single day like they don't know a thing and approaching life like that, like I do. Every time I put together a statement of work where I can put together, you know, that like I spilled that to y'all like I've been doing this for years because I have like, you know, I have. And this is stuff that's like bleeding edge. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm a subject matter expert and I get paid a ton of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want y'all to do the same. I want the same for you. I yeah. want the same for you. And it starts with knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge yeah. is power. I had a t-shirt on right now. It was too hot. I had to take it off. T-shirts say knowledge is power, bro. Like, <laughs> it's facts. <laughs> Straight facts. Yeah. And you don't even you don't even have to do it in tech. I mean, there's multiple other fields out here that, you know, if you if you learn your stuff and you become really good at it, I mean, the opportunities is there, right? I just feel like sometimes it's a lack of foresight for most folks, but the opportunities out there in multiple different fields. Um, just, you know, make sure that you're selecting them wisely. So, you know, definitely do your research. If you're going to college, make sure you, you're looking up the things that you want to study before you, to choose, you decide to major in them. See what kind of careers, paths it's going to lead you to, what kind of jobs it's going to lead you to, you know, entry level, mid level, and senior level, and see what the, it's, it's not a bad thing if you pick in a, a major to Google it, see what kind of positions they're going, that you might land after you graduate. And then also, on top of that, check what the salary is. It's not a bad thing. Hey, I'm telling y'all, like Fonz is telling y'all, the money, the money's the motive. Money's the motive. I mean, we didn't get into this field to be broke, boys. And we and we don't want y'all to get into any fields where you're going to end up being broke. And that's the thing. This is a safe, long-term investment in you. Knowing technology, being, being a technologist, like we are, we're technologists. I mean, we're agnostic, you know, like, the same way I can spill off all this information about Microsoft 
any other vendor who's got some good products. I mean, when I'm not going to do too much placement on them right now. They got to sponsor us, okay? But please, I know plenty of vendors with great products that I use on a day-to-day basis, okay? And the thing is, by getting that level of SME, got to pay me, got to pay me. And that's something that someone's glad to agree to. They're like, okay, no problem. You want the path of least resistance when it comes to something that's so important like your income. I'm going to be honest. And be honest, if you seven foot two and got a mean jump, I don't care if you don't like basketball, just, just go ahead and, you know, just go to the league, bro. Just, just stop playing with yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you got, bro, you got, you got a wet three. You know, you know what I'm saying? Your post game nasty. You're seven two. But yeah, nah, I, I want to be a dirt farmer. That's how you felt in 2021. I want to be a dirt farmer. You got the the league just asking you, hey, all you got to do is, hey, just lean up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just work on, you know, work work, work on some team games, you know, because we know you don't play the game. Just play the game a little bit. Study the game, you know, learn some of these plays. You'll be in here. You know, starting salary, $3 million. You're like, ah, nah, I like this dirt farm. <laughs> yeah, tell you like you gotta get out that mindset yeah man <laughs> set, your, set your mind on something and go after it man nothing go after that. It. just think about what you can do mm-hmm. think about the damage that you can do i mean you can literally change your life man in six months eight months i mean if you're serious though so no time. yeah but with that with that being said i think we can we can, we can kind of wrap this one up man i think we we gone into it um <laughs> we gone into it uh you know, a lot today. So we said jam packed. This was jam packed. This is a good episode, man. It kind of just, you know, talks about where we are and, you know, what, what, what kind of things we've kind of talked about so far and, you know, the things that are coming ahead. So, yeah, I think it was good, man. So with that being said, you want to close this out? Yeah, let's close it out again. Uh, everyone enjoying the Juneteenth weekend, I hope. Again, hope you're doing your respective, uh, you know, acknowledgments of, you know, the, again, this this great country, this great country and the great people who, uh, you know, came came out of it. You know, mm-hmm. the indigenous folks, you know, the people in the sense of slavery. You know, we, we've got a lot of blood spilled in this country. And the thing is, that can't be in vain. You know what I'm saying? People died so that people of funds in my complexion can live a better life, you know what I'm saying? A better life completely, you know, can live with opportunity. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, you don't want to overlook that. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, you can't shun opportunity. What they say, look a gift horse in his, in his mouth. You can't shun opportunity when you're, when you're hurting for it. Don't, don't do that. And more importantly, realize you think you're hurting for opportunity. But in the 1800s in this country, people were dying without any chance of opportunity whatsoever. You know even even something as minute as, man, we weren't, I mean, but back back in, um, you know, when slavery was going on, I mean, they wouldn't even let people of color read, you know? Period. Because they Just knew the, the pursuit of knowledge. Because yeah. they knew that that pursuit of knowledge would you know, expose people to things that they're not exposed to. And when you expose people to things that they're not exposed to, 
they start to think differently. They start to realize that they don't have, you know, limitations, that they're not limited, that they don't have anything stopping them, that there's opportunities out here that they're not aware of that they can go after. So even just this, you know, the ability to read was something that was restricted for people during the times of slavery. So, you know, we are in such a privileged time right now. Um, it's unbelievable, at least in my eye. And the thing is, well, everybody, you know, men, women, we're in a time where we have so much freedom um, and an, an opportunity to actually make things happen. So, you know, just think about where you are in relation to what it was. And I guarantee you, if we did a science, I mean, we did an, a, a simulation or a kind of experiment where, you know, we could time travel and take, you know, a couple, couple people from this generation right now back to the 1800s back to the 90s, 19, um, 1900s, and let them experience life back then compared to what we have now, I guarantee you they want to time travel back to where we are today. Come on. Come on. And when we talk about what I can speak about the most, again, we know we got an international audience. Shouts out to all y'all, Saudi Arabia, Kenya, that going to UAE. We, we see y'all all out here, and we appreciate it. But we talking about American, y'all know I'm a, I'm American dude, about as American as they come. And when I'm talking about this country, and when I'm talking to my countrymen who make up the majority of our listenership, I got to say this, and I got to say it with conviction. Love it or leave it, you know what I'm saying? Love it or dip. You know, don't trip, just dip. You get it? Because the thing is, you're living in a country people are dying to come to every single day for probably like a hundred years going on. It's it, When's the last time you haven't heard of people dying to come to America? You out here, you got all this opportunity. The government's saying, oh, hey, oh, you're broke right now. You don't got money coming into you. Hey, no problem. They can't kick you out your home. No problem. You're good for the next year. Just get your money up, get your knowledge up, be ready for the for the job market. For some of y'all, that wasn't a kick in the pants. For some of y'all, it was a time to dance. Yeah, man. Some of y'all was a time for romance. Mm-hmm. You know? And the thing is, for some of y'all, it was really your last chance. Being real. And I hope that wasn't the majority of this audience. But for some of y'all, that was your last chance. Some of y'all pushing 45, 50 years old, playing games with the government right now with PPP loans, playing games with the government right now with mortgage forbearance. Like they won't put you on the street or up under a jail for for PPP loan fraud. We telling you information on this podcast to get your mind right, get your money. And on your ancestors, real talk. You got privileges for the people who founded this country with their lives. You got privileges now. They died for them. Now, don't be so dumb as to say they died for that, but I'm too intellectually lazy to put the time into doing research. I will spend the majority of my time in front of technology strictly as a consumer of the technology, strictly as someone who uses it at my leisure. 
being honest with y'all, anyone who's gotten serious with any kind of technology, you got people just getting serious with sewing machine technologies. You feel me? <laughs> Bro, they getting paid. People just getting serious about printing machine technologies. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to learn. I'm going to get a printer. I'm going to get the best printing machine. I'm going to find the best one on the market. I, I'm going to know my thing about my print machine because I really love fashion. Whole different industry. Okay, y'all don't have to live in a bubble. Okay, we talk about technology, but it's not like we just live in a technology world bubble where it's all just tech all the time. It it, it branches out into everything, as we've discussed before. Someone's in fashion and gets serious about learning the best t-shirt printer, they mess around and be a consultant to the stars, consultant to everyone who's trying to get into the t-shirt printing game. It's just that simple. Everyone needs the technologist. Every team needs one. Most teams can't retain one because the technology always changes. The game is always evolving. And the thing is, you got to evolve with the times. I mean, there was a time when war was fought with sticks. And then one day, someone got into a strategic analysis mode, Farns. They was like, Man, I'm tired of getting rocked in the head with these sticks and rocks, man. Like, God damn, this is a this is the wrong way to war. You know, I'm trying to get this cave easy. <laughs> I'm get this cave easy. And you know what this thinking motherfucker got? You know what he did, bro? What? He got the sharpest rock he could find. He spent hours looking for that sharp rock, bro. Yeah. He got the sharpest rock he could find. Mm-hmm. He started picking at the stick. He said, okay, I like how this one poke. But what if I extend my length? He got the biggest stick he could find. Right. He sharpened that joint, bro. He started picking at it, then he poked at it. Oh, ah. That hurt a little bit. <laughs> that hurt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> this was the baddest motherfucker on the planet when he did this, bro, at that point in time. At when that he point decided in time, to do that. Yeah, at that point in time, yeah. <laughs> at yeah, that yeah. point in time in history. At that point in time. Y'all got to realize that. We teaching you about what they say. Guns and butter, baby. Guns and butter. You got to have both. You got you in a world, a technological warfare. And you don't want to know anything about technology? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is what, this is what people go into war over and the war with. And you don't want to know anything about it at all. You want to be just, hey, y'all do that technology thing over there. Keep me out of it. Okay. Yeah, okay. man. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great uh, example right there, man. And like, I like, I'm always going to harp, man, on it. But gratefulness, man. Just look at where you are in life. Look at where you are in society. And always look at things from an, ob- um, an objective reality standpoint. Go out in the world and see what it is. See what kind of freedoms you have. You can do anything you want any day. Um, you know, <laughs> you got a bunch of benefits if you're employed, if you're unemployed. I mean, things are good, you know, especially in certain countries. It's not everywhere and unanimous in the world, but if you're living in the countries where <clears throat> we have these freedoms, um, take advantage of them and, and, you know, enhance your life accordingly. So... That's all that I gotta gotta say, man. We we done chopped it up a lot today, but I feel like this is an episode that a lot of people are gonna get a lot of value from. Um, so we just gonna keep it rolling. 
We appreciate y'all. Give me your social medias, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find and follow me on Instagram at Fawns underscore on the mission 27. You can find and follow me on Twitter as well. And that's on a mission underscore 27. Uh, and you can follow us, uh, Lone Life on a Mission podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Lone Pod, L-O-A-M-P-O-D. That's our handle on both platforms. And Steph, what, what about you? What's your information? Definitely, y'all can get at me on Twitter at GED Success Story. Get at me on Instagram at Mr. Bottles. I mean, and always at info, info at Lone Pod, uh, info at LoamPod.com. Y'all go ahead and email us any questions, queries, concerns. But yep. besides that, hey, y'all enjoy this Juneteenth. Yeah, enjoy the long weekend. Everybody be safe. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode, man. Peace. All right, we out. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to Life on a Mission podcast brought to you by Anchor by Spotify. Anchor was recently acquired by Spotify. Great acquisition, if you ask me. The tool set is allowing us to distribute our podcast all throughout the Internet, essentially. And you can do the same. Now, with that said, if you need any advice about any of the context of the conversation that we had today, you can reach us at info at L-O-A-M-P-O-D dot com. And additionally on Twitter at Loam Pod, as well as Instagram at Loam Pod. Looking forward to hearing from you.